passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports betting info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NHL Hockey Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash. I'm here with former legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Guys, it's draft week. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Ready. Excited. Very excited. I, there's so many rumors. I feel like every week we always we will hear about rumors, and it's like as we get close to the draft, it's like more stuff's coming out. Teams are trying to move this guy. There's sellers on this guy. Um, and then the one that I want to ask you about before we got on, it's not a question that we have as far as a segment uh, tonight, but it was, uh, I think it was last night uh, that one of the Miami beat writers of the local channel down in Miami had a had a thing saying that uh, the Heat are actually looking into two specific players this offseason. They're checking in on Donovan Mitchell. And Joel Embiid is the is the other guy they're uh, they're checking in uh, in on. Um, a lot of Sixers fans were laughing about it. Everyone's kind of laughing about the fact that they're checking in on that. I uh, just wanted to hear what you guys had to say about uh, about Miami Heat checking in on the availability of Joel Embiid. I don't think it goes anywhere, um, but I understand it. You know, you know, it depends on you know Joel's comment and how you take it. Um, do that means that Jimmy come back to us or he goes to Miami? So I think based on that comment, you got to see where it goes. I I just think that it's a call that, you know, Maury's not going to take. Yeah. Just how's Joel? He's doing great. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love it. It's just like, I love it's Donovan Mitchell. Not no disrespect to Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell and Joel. It's like a late nineties making a call for Michael Finley and Shaq. It's like, oh, okay, uh, which one of those are you more likely to get out of those two? Um, you know, and no disrespect to Finley either. He was a badass player, but the big difference between that and Shaq. So, I, I, yeah, I don't think it – Miami's really stuck on the idea of getting Joel because him and Jimmy are buddies, but what they don't understand is, you know, half more than half the league are good buddies. You can't have them all on the same team. So, Yeah. If it was free agency, I may be a little – I may be concerned. Mm-hmm. That yeah, a sign and trade. Not, not be a trade. Yeah, that would be a little different, right? Um, 
but you know, we haven't locked up for more than a few years. So I, I'm not, Joel's one guy I'm not worried about right now, you know? Yeah. And he's one guy that's had pretty much a consistent, good relationship with Philadelphia. I mean, I know there was that, that one half year he had kind of had a, a little bit with the, with the, with the, the fans, but he's been pretty good with the, He's yeah. in the fans. The fans love him and adore him. Um, and yeah, one thing, I think more, when Maury came in, he picked his guy. He was like, all right, Joel, Ben, we got stars, but Joel, let's go play tennis together. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one thing for the fans who were concerned about the, the, the comments that Joel made about the Miami Heat um, Monday, what, so, uh, yesterday, uh, he was at the facilities with Maury, Doc, uh, looking in, checking in on Jaden Hardy. Um, the rookie that we're looking at. And he was he was one of the players at the facilities to look at his workout. So that, that tells you all you need to know about Embiid uh, being a mainstay in Philadelphia. That's what you do before you ask out. You, you look to see the, the incoming rookie for your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, like I said in the opener, a lot of rumors uh, to go on. Um, and, and obviously it's draft week. So we're going to touch on the rumors and uh, the potential prospects if we keep the pick. So uh, first uh, uh, topic tonight. Um, so... Lots of rumors, uh, and one big one that came out over the weekend was the fact that the Pacers are looking to move off of Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner. Um, so with those two guys, obviously everyone knows that Brogdon was a big piece that the Pacers were trying to sell last year to get Ben Simmons. They were going to try to package him with some other guys to get uh, Simmons. And a lot of Sixers fans actually were a fan of the idea of getting Brogdon last year, and still some would like us to try to trade for Brogdon. I don't know the contract situation. I think, Tasia, you probably looked at the numbers there but um, for Brogdon. But uh some fans are saying that Brogdon could be a one, two, three kind of player. He could play a little bit of three, like a small ball three, and he could also be a six man. What do you guys think of the potential fit of a Malcolm Brogdon in Philadelphia? Could that be someone we could go to, uh, to or what do you guys think about that? Uh, I like Malcolm Brogdon. I, I, I think that he's a one, two for you. Um, nice size. I don't, I don't think he's a full-time three, but he's a guy that you can, put in there as a, as a third primary um, ball handler. Um, you can play with, you know, Maxie and James. It's just a matter of, you know, how much and who, who, who the opponent is. But I, I like what he brings to the table. He can make shot. He can make plays. He can um, – solid defender. Um, I still think it just comes down to who, who we're moving him for. But, I mean, if you can – you know, I think he's worth looking into. And, you know, a lot of things we talked about with – Danny salary and a pick. And I think if we're trying to win right now, that's a guy that I think he can definitely help us win. Yeah. Taylor, what do you think about it? Brogdon? Totally. Um, yeah, I, I agree on the one and two thing. So I've, I've got into it with a couple of our listeners over whether or not a uh, Dort can play three. I know, you know, you and I, Eric had a little thing about that last week too. So if I think Dork could play three at six three, then I naturally so the listeners Brogdon. didn't think he could play three or not. Like, well, who's I didn't. I didn't, right. I didn't fully commit to that. I didn't fully commit to that. I said, based on <laughs> what we've seen, I think he could play three for us. So I'm kind of I'm playing like the really political way here, going both ways. Um, but I, I mean, Brogdon six five. That's yeah. not. That's not small, that's right? Small. He played. He, he plays one and two. I, I don't really see him guard the bigger wings on teams. And not that I watch all of his games, but from what I've seen, um, it looks like he usually sticks on the one and two, but he, he's a really good defender. Um, he's got a good uh, catch and shoot. I mean, he does check those boxes, right? I mean, how tall is Danny? Six, five, six, six. You wrong Danny's height? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, I, I don't, he can, he, he can even handle the ball. He could be a point guard on the second unit if, if we need him to be. So 
he's got versatility and he can maybe play the three. I mean, I mean, it gives I us, think I think it gives us flexibility. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, with um, Tage's favorite player, Thibel, um, <laughs> you know, based on how he's playing or how he, you know, his return this season, how he comes back, if he's with us, um, having a guy like Malcolm kind of gives you that same versatility that Danny did. But it's a little different. He's a different player than Danny, but it still gives you that versatility to add a guy at multiple at the two, three, or and with him, he can either be the one. Yeah. Um, so I, I like it a lot. I, I just, you know, I, I think that he's a he's a starter. Uh, we talked oh, about yeah. a lot of guys coming in, but I think he's a guy that's a starter. And, and he's it's just whether you want to start him at the two or the three. I mean, is this something that is this a guy that I don't know if he's that type of player that pushes Maxi to the six man role. Um, because I don't know if, you know, his, his best skill set fits in that mold. Um, but you know, with our team, it may be a three. I just, I'm just thinking, you know, I just never really seen them as a full time three. I didn't look at him like that, but it's possible, but I yeah, do. Definitely, I definitely like. Him. Yeah. I didn't think so either at first, but then when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I mean, you'd be experimenting with it a bit. Because I mean, I think it is out of position for what he's used to, but he's a smart player. He's a good defender. Um, his three pointers was down last year. He's down to 31%. That's as low as I, I believe even since he was a rookie. Since his, yeah, I mean, his career. He'll get more clean looks with us, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he would. Before that, he was 39%. What, what, if I'm, I don't remember um, exactly what position did, was his primary position when he was with the Bucks. Ooh, uh, was Giannis handling the ball that much then? I think he was just splitting off one and two. I, I don't think he because he I, was I rookie of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the famous. Um, that was the what you what you would call it year, wasn't it? The it was it wasn't the Embiid year. Yep, yep. That's right. Yep. Um, I mean, I the only thing I'd be a little worried about. We're already getting killed in the boards, and it would be. I wouldn't say an undersized three, but it's definitely not a big three by any means. Six five is not huge. I mean, it's like it's we kind of talking sideways because we're saying he's an undersized three, but he's the same size as Dan. Yeah, yeah. and but we <laughs> but we got killed in the boards with Dan. Yes. So so is that more three or more four? Is 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 it Tobias is an undersized four or like and so, Tobias to me is a solid rebounder. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah, it has to. Is. I think it has to be a collective thing. I don't think you can just point to a three and be like, Hey, we need a three that's going to rebound because at the end of the day, we need a three that's going to make plays and make shots. Yep. That's the priority. Yeah. And he's a well-built guy. He's six, five, almost two thirty. Like he's yeah. just not small. Yeah. By any no. Means, you know? um, he's well-built. Uh, I, I don't think he get. I, I think he can pull it off. I just didn't, I wasn't really envisioning him as a three. Yeah. But I do it's think that he, he fits and it could work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he could definitely groom into a, a definite Danny Green, but with handles. So I, I don't think that's. I just, I just, you know. if I had a concern about it, my concern would be more of putting a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, that has, for the most of his career, been somewhat of a ball handler into basically now a strictly, almost strictly catch and shoot role. Yeah. That would be my concern more than his size. Unless, like I said, unless they're going to come and now they're going to have three guys basically handle the ball, which can be done. 
Yeah, it would take a little pressure off both Harden and uh, Maxi. Um, but you know, when you start after the first five or six minutes, you're switching up lineups all the time. They could just see what yeah. works best. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I do know from when when I played with the Sixers, and obviously it was a long time ago. Our best lineup was myself, AI, and Aaron, and yeah. all of us can handle the ball. So any one of us could initiate the offense. And Coach Brown wanted it like that because at the end of the game, he always wanted guys that initiate the offense and make free throws. So we had, you know, basically we could take, we could run any kind of play. It kind of opened up things for us. So I, I almost see it like that, even though they don't, you know, they don't, obviously they don't have an AI. We didn't have a James, but mm-hmm. um it's I understand why coaches would want to do it. I just don't know if that's how you start. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's your starting lineup, but I know you yeah. can finish like that. Mm-hmm. And Aaron was around six five, right? Six five? Yeah. Six, five. He's actually, Brogdon's kind of Aaron McKee-ish, isn't he? Yeah. A tall and ball handler, good shooter. Um, um, not not a weak defender by any means. Like he wasn't yeah. in back down. Um, yeah, I, I it wasn't again, like I yeah, you're right, it wasn't ideal. Um but yeah, I think it could work. His salary is twenty-two million. He's on his last year coming up, so they're trying to do that because they don't expect on signing him. He's a little older than I thought. He's a he's twenty-nine and going to be thirty. He's a full. I believe he was a four uh, four-year college guy. Yeah, I think he played. Yeah, all, that makes sense. UVA. UVA. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, I mean, he fits with the timeline. You give him like a two. You get him and give him like a two, three-year deal along with what you're doing, possibly with Harden and with Embiid's timeline. I don't. I don't see. And again, I think as he gets a little older, maybe he will have to take on more of like a, a Danny Green type role eventually when he gets into his like, you know, sorry, entering his mid thirties, he might have to be just a three uh, and play a little bigger. Um, so maybe this would be good for him too. Yeah. And let me just take a moment here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to apologize. Okay. Maybe I, along with a bunch of Philly fans, um, I know there are a lot of them out there. I think you know what I'm about to say. Uh, maybe we, we were a little reactionary on Matisse. I've had time. Uh, to, to really think about it, uh, I've had time to 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 to, to, to really, really really soul search with Matisse. Where's this uh, coming from? I, I just well, when you're thinking about trading this guy, trading that guy in and out, I, I just think um I think I was being too hard on him. I think I was uh, being too hard on him for a while now, and I saw him admit that he he himself didn't feel like he could get his groove back after Toronto, and I feel like I forgot a little more of his pluses and minus pluses. Because of the playoffs, the playoffs can do bad things for you. We saw with Simmons. Simmons pretty much playoffs let him unravel his career. So playoffs can do bad things for you, man. Uh, so I, I have to tell you that, that you're, you know, your experience. But, um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to <laughs> see it through with Matisse here. <laughs> and, I, and I think he would be a good uh, compliment for a guy like Brock. I think it'd be good to have both those guys in there. You have bigger lineups. Uh, all and- I said was <laughs> – you made the Matisse comment. Was, you, you know say what? you're looking at it. We're, we're, that's what he's supposed to be. So why give yeah. up on – why go get something when he's supposed to be that guy? At least let, yeah. let's play this out. <laughs> now, I'd still be willing – I'm going to play both sides here. I'd still be willing if – I, if I woke up and saw he was included in a deal for the right player, I wouldn't be that upset. But I also don't want to just – I never – I mean, that's yeah. everyone. I mean, that's what the old saying goes. Like everyone, you know, it's a trade for everyone. Mm-hmm. For like if Bible was included guys. in the Brogdon deal with like Danny and like Ferk, I I wouldn't be that mad. I wouldn't. I I, I, I really. I, Marcus is. I see Marcus's face. He doesn't agree. Really, you woke if you woke up tomorrow and you saw 
we traded or we're going to trade the first Danny, which is basically gone. Ferk and, and Thibault, you, you'd be upset. How do I, I feel like, I feel that's like a lot. I mean, just based on, just based on, for Christian Wood go for last week, a first rounder, and then a bunch of like a bag of chips for Christian Wood, and we're trading Thibault and a first and Danny Green. That's, I, I thought that's, I thought it's a lot. And right, it is a lot. I'm just trying to make it work contractually too, because Danny's ten, Ferk's five. That's not enough. You need like one guy that makes like at least like three or four. Thibault makes four, so they can make it work with someone else. And absolutely, but what's Brogdon's contract situation? I meant to ask that. What, what is his contract? He makes twenty two. He's gonna make twenty two point five this upcoming year. Ah, it's a little out of the range, um, but you know they make things work. So who, who knows? Uh, that's their job to do that. But cash consideration. Yeah, I don't know the um, the. I used cash to it all change as far as the percentage of a trade. How much above? You can take. We can take on a little more. As for Brian Tobrex's article recently, ten or twenty twenty percent. I'm I'm not sure to certain my. It, I remember when I was a vice president in the union. I remember all that, but now it's. It's changed, so I don't know the exact amount now. Yeah. So we take on a little more. I think we'd probably have to get up to, like, the outgoing. I think we'd have to get up to the 18-19 range, which we're not far off with Ferk and, and Danny. That's 15. Um, Shake makes, like, 1.8, so that's I don't think that still wouldn't get us there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we'd be close. Um, yeah, but you're right, though, with the Christian Wood thing, um, who knows now? I mean, all, all the – it's all out the window now. I, you know, I, I never thought they would trade that for Wood, but – so, I mean, they traded reserves. Yeah. Trey Burke, uh, uh, Boban, and Marquise Chris, and the 26th for Wood. So it's like 23, three higher. And then, you know, I mean, Danny Green's, you're not, I mean, you're not doing it for the player at this point. You're doing it for the contract, right? They're doing it for the pick. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's what kind of threw me off because I, I think you and I have talked about Christian Wood in the past. That, that could be, uh, if we were to move off uh, Tobias. I mean, that'd be a good guy to, to go ahead and get, but would have been, yeah, would have been, yeah, at this point. Um, but yeah, um, it's, I'm happy to see you came around on the Matisse. You, you, you took, you, you took what Eric said I, last I mean, week. Come on, I didn't want to trade him for peanuts. I, 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 I you know, I just feel like I've been, I feel like my reputation on the show is like the anti Matisse guy. And I want to, I want to clear the record up. I'm not anti. <laughs> You also got torn to shreds in the comments about your about Dort playing three. People, people were with you on that, Eric. People didn't like Dort playing three. A lot of the comments did not like. Well, that. one or two guys. I wouldn't say everybody. There was uh, a, quite. There was quite a few. Yeah, but he that guy, that same guy wants Barton to be our starting three, and Barton weighs what my big gulp weighs. I mean, like, he, come on now, like, he, come on, like Barton's not going to guard a, a, a LeBron. Barton the role better though. Yep. Well, what are you looking for? You looking for an ISO score? You looking for a guy who can play defense and, and looking and for a guy that can catch and shoot? Is the that bad. Barton? Is Barton and, uh, catch and shoot and play a def- and play defense for that role? I'm not saying some, sometimes you got to star in your role. It's not necessarily the best player. It's like the star starring in that role. I I agree with that, but because Barton yeah. has played, Barton has played. The one thing he has done is he's played with a primary big that's your best player. Mm-hmm. Yes, but He's I think he would have been on the bench and as a six man if they had all their guys healthy. He only started because. But even when they were healthy, he still played a lot. Yeah. He was a I primary player. Year, he was a primary like, player because he was their, their two guard when um, with Murray. Mm-hmm. He was playing the most. I don't know if he started yeah. all the time, but he was playing a great deal. I'm not he saying. He, he, no, he, 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 play, he plays a lot. No matter 
Bench yes, starter. He plays around 30 minutes. Guy. I'm just saying, I think he would star in that role better. He's not really a catch and shoot. He's an ISO scorer, though. Five ISO scorers starting, all five ISO scorers. I just don't. Yeah, the, the ISO score doesn't matter if you can catch and shoot. Yeah, but I think Doyle was still shot. Catch and, if you can still catch and shoot, ISO, that doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're, you're an ISO score. Sometimes mm-hmm. it helps you that you're an ISO score. Doyle shot. I think, mm-hmm. I think it hurts us if he, if, he, if he struggles to catch and shoot because the majority of the shots are going to come that way. But it's not going to hurt us to have an additional guy that can catch the ball and make a play. Mm. They I mean, averaged around the same points last year, and I think he only he Dort shot eight threes a game, which was top ten per game, and I, he only shot I think three percent less than him. So it's not I mean, like I'm just, was a bad like, I'm just I'm just looking at the NBA Finals and what I see with most people that Steph Curry get everybody thinking like, oh, this team is just a great. They're just three point shooting team, and that's all you see. But what you see is multiple guys that can make plays off the box from that team is what they really don't talk about. And, def- and defensive and defend. though. Yes. yes. And so, Barton can not really do that. So, so I'm just saying they they so to have that, like I'm just saying from the standpoint, it doesn't really hurt to gotta have a guy that can catch and shoot and also make a play. No, no, I don't think it's bad to have that. I just think with the amount of offensive firepower we have around them, I'd rather be like I've always said, give me Matisse with like three more percent on the three-point. Percentage, and I'd be a very happy man. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily against like, saying that, you know, he would be better than Doris. I'm just saying that I kind of understand why people say that because it's you're looking more at the role more so than the player. That's all I'm saying. Like, I think Dort would be a better sixth man for us. I think he would excel at that role. Well, you think Dort would be a better anything. <laughs> oh, did I say Dort? No, I, I said Barton would be a better. I think okay. Barton would be a better six. You got Dort okay. in mind, man. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm Dorton. I'm to, ooh, new, new thing. Uh, no, I think Barton would be a better six man. You just let him kind of like do his thing, go off and streak shoot. Um, okay. I think I think Dort would be better because he's a more of a complimentary guy. You'd be like, you see that play over there? Lock him down all game. And when we give you open shots, try to hit a couple of them. Because, you know, with Maxie, th- with Maxie. And, and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I agree with you on Dor- in that role. And all I'm saying is we, I would rather have a guy. I would rather keep the guy we have because I don't think that you're getting as much. He's that much better than him. He's yeah, not yeah, that yeah. much better, especially in that role. I don't think he's yes. going to be that much better. Yeah, yeah. I want, you know, I want more percent. You know, you know, my, th- I mean, I'm not going to talk about Bible again. You know, my Bible, <laughs> you know, my Bible feelings. <laughs> I will say so uh, last year, uh, Barton actually had, there, there, he was kind of disgruntled with the team last year because he, he wanted to be in the starting lineup. He didn't want to be on the, come off the bench anymore. That was last year. This year, you can obviously he had, he played more of a starting role because of, uh, oh yeah, he did. Um, okay, so from Brogdon to another uh, Eastern Conference team that's um, looking to trade away uh, a piece that we actually talked about in the show last week was a uh, Terrence Ross. So Orlando Magic, uh, the rumor is that Magic are willing to move off of Terrence Ross for two second-round picks. That's what they're looking for, two second-round picks. Um, so my question to you guys is, is that something you guys would, would do? Would you guys trade two second-round picks for Terrence Ross to be uh, become off the bench for us? Two second round picks. Um, get down to one. <laughs> I would try to get down to one. 
and maybe an additional reserve player. But I would try to get down to one second round. I mean, because, you know, it's not that he isn't worth two second round picks. It's just that you can always use those second round picks for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of that's kind of how I see it, that I don't think you want to just I think you kind of want to leave some cushion to make moves elsewhere. You think you'd be a good difference maker for for this team to come off the bench? Yeah, I think it would, I think it would definitely help us. I oh think man, it would definitely help us. I mean, he's a <clears throat> streaky, but he can get hot. Um, and I think when he has those nights and he has those games, and you utilize it, and sometimes that's what you need. Um, and I think he he would be a guy that that um, that could help us out. I believe that. I said I think I said that the last show. I thought that he was a guy. Just depending on what you gave up for him, but I, I do think that he's a guy that can fit a role for us, um, and maybe that could be sort of the offense defense guy at three with you know Tage's guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you 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 get a guy like that because when he's in there and everybody know that he he can heat up uh, defensive. Teams and or teams change how they play you defensively based on who's in there. Um, so it's just you know it's it's something that you know with his size. I don't I don't know if we maybe you guys would know a little better than me if we had someone as similar similar to him off the bench that could play crucial minutes. I mean Isaiah Joe build wise it is kind of like Terrence Ross, but build wise, but he's he's so young. And we, we don't yeah, really I'm saying as far as as far as what he's done in the league, has we had have we had a guy like that coming off the bench? No, yeah. no, I don't think so. Um, now, speaking of six man position, I think Ross would be a great six man spark off the bench. Um, this goes back to why I'm not a huge. Uh, I don't love the Barton thing because I think that kind of guy is so good for our second unit. And I started looking into the comparison between those two, right? Um, so Barton and him, same exact height. They're both 6'6". Ross is listed at about 20, 25 pounds heavier than Barton. Um, and keep in mind, Ross's minutes last year plummeted because Orlando just wanted to go young. So it was the first time in his career that he had under 10 shot attempts a game since 2017. But the last four years, him and Barton averaged the same exact points to like a, a decimal. Um, Barton edges him out of rebounds and assists by almost like two more a game. Um, three point percentages are close to 35 and 36. Um, and Barton makes about three more million than, um, than Ross does. So I think he'd come back. To, I think he'd return to form once you put him on a team, like a contending team that he wants to, you know, play hard for and, and go back to that role. Um, and we know he's okay being all coming off the bench. You wouldn't complain like Barton. So I, I mean, you know, get out of Disney World and come over to Philly, man. And, and I, I'd love that. And 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 the uh, the price tag would be much lower. I think I'm, I'm assuming Denver wants more for Barton than a a couple of seconds, right? Um, if we can get a guy close to Barton to play to do that role off the bench, then I'd, I'd love that. I'm all I'm all for us. Uh, his um, contract, so two second round picks. What we'd have to throw with that to kind of make that equal? Green. Oh, so it'd be like a swap. Two seconds in green for that. We keep, we keep yeah. our first, then we can package our first for something. I don't think we have any seconds this year, though. That's the problem. So that's like future second. Oh. And hmm. I know the the ruling is for first round picks. So it's seconds you can you can you trade? I don't I don't know. I don't this. know you can trade multiple. I believe you can trade multiple second round picks. 
in a row, and here's in a row. No, you can't do first, but yeah, I'm uh, not sure if it's limited to seconds. So if it's not, um, if we can keep our first, then yeah, I would that'd be green and that. I mean, that'd be great. And then you could try to trade contract and 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 your first for you know something else you want to try. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm chopping a Ross. And Eric had it last week that Terrence Ross is the guy he, he was he was looking at. So Eric, you know, Nostradamus over there, Eric. <laughs> Man, I'm trying. I'm just guessing. Yes, guess work here. Deja got all the facts. I just do a little guesswork. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so the, the next uh, topic, not not really a rumor so much. Uh, it's kind of uh, we'll, we'll probably see this happening soon. But uh, so uh, reports are James Harden's going to opt into his forty-seven and a half million dollar deal. We talked about this on the show about a month and a half ago because that was where all the signs pointed to. Uh, but the, with that, the new information was that he'll probably sign a shorter contract, about a two-year contract extension, um, with the Sixers. So my question to you guys: What are you guys' thoughts on the move by James to? Uh, to opt in and sign a probably sign a two year contract extension. What, what are your thoughts on that? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, my my con, you know my concern when I when we spoke about the contract has always been about whether they can come to an agreement on the years. Um, because I look at you know everyone seems to look at what James did and how it compares to the old James. And I and I and you look at his numbers now, like his numbers based on his numbers and who he is. The money, you know, he can argue with that that fits. So it was just the, the year commitment. And I would still like to see what that is. And, and if it's any options, who has the options? Um, and, uh, and how much is fully guaranteed? I would like to see it all. But I still think the, the years, um, you know, you obviously can't go past Joel's contract. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you that, that's what I thought was most important. So you'd be happy with it if you if he opted in and then two year extension. I would I would if 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 you know if I'm James obviously I would like to get that but it, you know oh, yeah you know, oh. you know I would say um, opt in a year and then maybe either a partial or team option which I know James isn't going to do but that that's what I would like to see I just don't see him doing that I don't see him and this agent doing that. I think that'll be a disservice for his agent if that's what the deal he got. I believe that he will just go to free agency before that happens. So I do believe that he'll at least get those two years. Yeah. Tate, your thoughts? Um, I can't say exact thoughts on everything to look at all the numbers. We do see them all, like like, like Eric was saying. Uh, we'll see the numbers are. Um, I think it's encouraging, though, because when we made that trade – Initially, everyone loved it because we finally got, you know, uh, ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, ben Simmons was gone. But the biggest doubt was for Sixers was, was oh, man. So now he's going to get five years, $100 billion, and his skills will fall apart. How is James going to age? All that stuff. So that's no longer the case here, right? So if he opted in, the rumors, if they're true, the one-year opt-in and a two-year extension, we were looking at three more years, which is great because – we could retool maybe one more time before Joel really starts to decline. And it'll get and it also gives Harden the incentive to chase one more Chris Paul like contract. So whereas if you're giving him six years, he's like he can I hopefully he doesn't, but he couldn't mail it in and be like, Well, I got this money for six years. What the hell do I need to do to get better? I am who I am, type thing, right? As we've heard before from Benny Boy. But um it, it seems like he wants to win. So we'll have to wait to see about cap flexibilities once the numbers come in. 
Um, but the recent articles do indicate that he'll opt in. And if we can dump salary and have the full MLE and BAE, it'd be great. Um, but I like that he's choosing to go, if he does, the rumors are true, choosing to go shorter because it means, you know, he's going to be chasing another one after that. And he, feel, and he feels like he can get better and, and still demand another contract after this. I like that confidence from him thinking that. Be like, okay, you know, just like Chris Paul got his contract, I think at like 34, the next like three or four year deal. Um, I think he feels like oh, I can do that too. I'll be that good. So, hey, kudos to him if he's going to do that. And um, I think it's great for us too. Yeah. And the initial, one of the initial articles I read on that said that it was actually the team was hesitant and wanted to give him a longer term deal. Yeah. So it, it seemed like it was, it was the, the kind of the team thing. And all, a lot of Sixers fans were saying, oh, uh, Daryl and all the Harden's best friends are going to give him a five year deal and lock him up forever. We're going to be hamstrung. Yeah. Um, and he said he wants to win. He said he wants to do anything possible to help this team maximize their chances of winning is what he said. So two or three year deal thing falls in line. Let's see what the numbers are um, and go from there. Yeah. But it sounds good so far. Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually a thing that the players say, you know, I, I want to do everything I, I want to do to, to win. And then yeah, I mean, there's yeah. different ways of working. I mean, you can, <clears throat> you can make it incentive based on, you know, how well the team does, how well he does. I mean, you can have the, that's why I say you got to wait for the numbers because a lot of the salary can be dependent on how well he plays and how well the team plays. So how far we go. I mean, that's how Horford was structured. Yeah. So you can, you can have, you can, you can have it like that. You can have a lot of incentive base where you have a base salary, then, uh, you know, he can get up to whatever his max is if these things happen. How about if you average 25 and 11? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you, you no, can, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just put numbers on it and the team success. And how about getting, you know, getting past the semifinals? Yeah. yeah. That could be I don't think anyone would care. Get into the finals. Winning the championship. Like, yeah. if that happens, you know, then I think everyone would be happy. But I think that that's that I, I, I see more of the deals, more of the deal being somewhat like that. Man, if we if, if Harden helps us get to the finals, you could do a GoFundMe in Philly to pay for that incentive <laughs> uh, bonus. Okay, they will be more than fine for that. Fine, so, fine for Eastern Conference Finals. I, I think even if it gets the Eastern Conference Finals, I think people would be psyched about that. I think Horford's was final. I, 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 I think the Eastern a, Conference Finals now the expectation for most fans. I gotta believe that we should be there. We yeah. should have been there. Yeah, you can't ask for a GoFundMe for Eastern Conference Finals. Though. I think the GoFundMe would kick in on the finals. <laughs> I mean, but the, but the last time we were in the Eastern Conference Finals, Eric was in that in that in that matchup. So I mean, you know, it's been a, been a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, like Eric was the last guy to, to taste that in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, that's you know that's why um, Tajan and his 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 people are so hard on Ben Simmons. <laughs> hey man, Ben Simmons himself was hard on Ben Simmons. Okay, so I'm just helping contribute to it. And to be fair, I actually was very, I, I, I was a very patient Ben Simmons follower. Just, I don't think we've ever really covered that because we started this before, after the whole Ben Simmons stuff happened. I was a very patient Ben Simmons guy. I just wanted slow progression every year. All I wanted. It's what hey, I wanted for Thibault now. You sure heard this guy. This guy always made, always made excuses. Always made excuses. My, some of our friends who aren't Sixers fans would always laugh at him calling Ben Simmons a fan support number one. That's right. <laughs> true. true. And after Atlanta, what did I say, Marcus? I said right away something's going on up here. It's way more than basketball. 
And then it took a few months for him to use that excuse himself. But I, I you could tell, and and, and I tried you to support him, him, but when you, you call quit, him an excuse, what? <laughs> what I say? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, 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 uh, we can do a whole we can do a whole bonus show on Ben Simmons. We can move on. I just heard that word. You know? <laughs> That's a sensitive topic. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's very sensitive. We can do a whole Ben Simmons show to catch up on all that stuff. We, I'd love to. I'd love to do a whole Ben Simmons show. <laughs> I don't think the Sixers fans want to hear his name anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, okay, so uh, obviously we, we mentioned this draft week, you know, two days before the NBA draft. Um, and just looking at the mock draft, so obviously we'll talk about if we're going to keep the pick or not. I'm going to ask you guys again. I asked you last week, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. But all the mock drafts I've seen, I, they've kind of had us drafting the same kind of the, the same five guys. Um, so the following guys that every kind of publication has is drafting uh, was Wendell Moore, the wing from Duke, uh, Dale and Terry, the wing from Arizona, uh, Jaden Hardy, the guard from the G League Ignite, which we mentioned that uh, Doc and uh, Embiid were at his workout on Monday. Uh, Jalen Williams, guard from Santa Clara, and Blake Wesley, guard from Notre Dame. So I'm going to ask you guys here, you know, put your GM caps on. If we're going to be drafting someone on Thursday night, and big if, who's the guy that you would re- realistically want us to draft in that 23rd position? And any of those guys or a certain guy you have in mind that you'd be looking to? If we're going to those guys, I'll take the 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 most talented and youngest player. That's 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 fair. Smart. I mean, I so don't, so even I don't, though we're trying just just a food for child, devil's advocate. Um, we've emphasized on this show too the yeah. need to win now, right? So you wouldn't yeah, want yeah, the but, but but the reason why I say that is because you look at those guys, right? Um, unless one comes in and he's just this dynamic athlete and he's such a knockdown shooter, are they going to really jump the wings that we have? There's only really one wing to jump, isn't there? It's Matisse. I'm just saying, you got Shake and I mean, are they really going to come in and? Be better than them. Yeah. But when you go the younger project guy, we talked about the whole car losing value when you drive it off the lot. Yeah. <laughs> Once you drive him off the lot, we're not going to get the pick, we, the, the, the trades we want for him anymore. But yeah, but I, I definitely see your logic in that. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I don't, if we're going to get a, a, a kid that's maybe 22 or 21 years old. Um, versus a kid is 19 um, and the talent isn't that big of a gap. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, like you said, everyone's high on Maxi, but a lot of people are high on Maxi also because of his age. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, if Maxi was a four year guy, he's 23, 24. I don't think if people would be as excited about it, but the fact that he come in and he's as young as he is and mm-hmm. he shows that jump, that mm-hmm. shows more promise. Yeah. So, so I'm saying if we get the getting the player that no matter who it is, I don't see Doc really playing them that much. Nope. Then you go the Maxi route. Even though we stumbled on Maxi because the team's passed on him. Yeah, we did. But you go that route. And try to see if you can find someone that can pair with him in the future. Man, Maxie's like the the unrealistic, like 
romantic comedies where the guy like bumps his head and ends up running to the girl of his dreams. Isn't he like, we really did stumble on the diaries maxi. And that was just a home run, man. I, I, I can't so thankful for that. Um, so I'm not a draft guru by any means. I went to a bunch of websites, picked out a couple of, um, of the more consistent uh, uh, intangibles for these players the, the write-ups that I saw that had in common and um, a few of the player comps. So um, Wendell Moore, um, he's six five. He's got a seven foot wingspan, the largest gap between height and wingspan in the draft. Um, they say he's a total three and deer. Made major improvements last year. Duke shot forty one percent in his junior season uh, from three. Uh, shades of Josh Hart and Gary Harris. That's compliments of um, uh, Kevin O'Connor from uh, a Ringer. Uh, Terry, Arizona. They say he'd be a top ten pick in next year's class. So it threw a lot of scouts for a loop when he decided to come out anyway. Um, so the third scoring option from Arizona didn't get him as many looks as you'd want him to. Uh, needs to improve his shooting, but brings energy and defense. Um, again, compliments of KOC from Ringer, Shades of Iggy, and Will Barton. So that might be your guy, uh, Eric. Um, Hardy. Don't put, it on, don't put that on me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hardy, the guard from the G League Ignite. Uh, top 10 pick before the season. But had a rough year in the G League, uh, dropping him down a bit. Um, I've heard he's maxi-ish. Uh, great offensive game would be a swing for the fences type pick. Uh, he was also given a Dion Waiters, Bradley Beal, Cam Thomas, which is a weird combination of guys, actually. Uh, the Waiters and Bradley Beal thing and then Cam Thomas. And then um, uh, Williams from Santa Clara, 6'5", grew four inches in high school. So he played a lot of point at a smaller a height. A great ball handler, good at pick and roll. Second highest standing vertical leap of the combine. Quick release, shot nearly 40% from three. Can improve a lot on defense, but has great feel for the game in general and raises stock of the combine and overall just tested great. Um, shades of uh, OG and uh, TJ Warren, which is interesting considering what I just said about him. And then um, Wesley from Notre Dame. Uh, some scouts call him more of a developmental pick. Others have raved about him saying it's almost impossible to stay in front of him. He has cat-like quickness and ball handling. Provides a lot of paint touches for him and other teammates. Uh, good off ball, pretty good jumper, excels off the pick and roll. Known as a good defender, long reach, quick feet, able to stay in front of players, can guard one to three with a couple of years in the NBA. Uh, shades of Jamal Crawford, Tyler Hero, and Bones Highland. Um, so and he's you young, want, right? Is he young? I, I want to say he is as well. This is um, – I think out of those guys, I think Terry is because from what I read, not many people were expecting him to come out this year. It was a I mean, Hardy's only one is one year removed from high school. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, so I think the oldest guy is more. I think he stayed till junior. But there, if there's any other upperclassmen here, uh, uh, Wesley is 19. Yeah, so I he's young. I know you're talking about. Yes. Um. So if I had to go high up, if, I, if, I, if we were picking right now, highest upside, it sounds like Hardy because he had the 10 top 10 pick as of last year. You know, he had the G League experience, which shot him down a bit. Um, based on right up and fit for if we're talking about like a guy who can co come in and like maybe produce for the team of what we need, I'd say more. Um, he's the more NBA ready three. Ready. And yeah, he's ready for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's more of like the the. And being that Duke, and being that Duke, you 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 fit a role. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and he did follow that well. Um, 
they said there's maybe questions about uh, you know his confidence level because he was never the, the guy at Duke. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's going to be his role in the NBA I, anyway. I think he's I think he he knows his role already and he'll play well. Um, you know, kind of like the Desmond Bain of this draft, just kind of NBA ready, ready to go, ready to hit it. Yeah. At what his role is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, all that being said. <laughs> I don't think we keep it. So, <laughs> but it, it, it's cool to talk about them. And, and there are a lot of guys that, you know, would fit. This draft is rich in wings and rich in shooting guards. So, you know, um, that's what we, you know, what we need wings. We need, we need three and D type guys. So uh, it, if we were going for that. This would be a good draft to dive in. But I think KOC reported a couple hours ago, his report that we're trying with all of our might to trade 23 and Danny Green. So, yeah. And, I, and like I said, I think the Christian Wood trade will help us with that, get us what we want. I, th- I think, think so, right? I, I just drove up the value. Yeah. 26 basically got Christian Wood. What does 23 get you? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, uh, Tasia, you kind of already answered that. But last, last uh, topic, uh, as we head into the draft Thursday night, do you guys think we are going to keep it? And what would you do, keep the pick or trade the pick? Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I would if I, me if if we can move the pick and Danny, I would trade it. I, I'm not certain you move it if you're moving multiple guys that are in your rotation. So you want to trade if it's just Danny and 23? Yes. So, so Matisse is off limits. I wouldn't trade another rotation guy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I just wanted to ask you, Eric, because I know what this guy would do. So I, I, I mean, we can. You, um, I wouldn't do it. I mean, you can even if you draft a player, you can still trade them before you sign them. If I, if I'm, I believe you still can, right, Tasia? Before you, you sign them, uh, I think you could trade them. Yeah, I mean, I think you could trade them once you pick. I don't think it becomes official till the um, the free agency, what NFL tamper period. So I, I think that's when it becomes like official. Because yeah, I think, I think I just, the. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Mavericks are in the same 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 way. They 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 can't trade it either. I think they have to wait as well. Yeah, I, I just I mean if it's and it really just but it also depends on what you're getting back. Like I, I say that like I wouldn't trade another rotation player unless you're getting a starter. Yeah, like who we're getting it has to be a guy that we know he's a plug and play guy. He's going to start. He's going to fit that role. So let me give you a, just a quick hypothetical as we've talked based on what we talked about this episode. Yeah. Uh, you read, we give 23 Danny and Ferk for Brogdon. Yes. Even if I threw shake in there too. Yeah. Because I don't necessarily consider them as full-time rotation players. Yeah, they were in your rotation, but full-time rotation players, I'm looking at really your top seven guys that you know are going to play every single game. Not a guy that's sort of one time they play, one game they play, one game they don't play, the minutes are up or down. Um, and, you know, and for us, you know, we, I think I think we had – we really got like six guys, if you count Danny, six, seven guys that were like that. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, we talked about the big guys. Like, we never really knew which one was going to play. We didn't, we didn't come into the game knowing whether Burke or Shake was going to play. We didn't yep. know. Yes. I'm talking about a guy you know was going to play. We had six, seven guys. And if you can keep Matisse and bring on a guy like Brogdon, man, I, I'm, 
don't think there's much more to do uh, besides get back up big with our uh, whatever that's, cap we have exception. That's, that's, that's why I like it from that standpoint. That's why I said you keep your rotation players and you're adding one, and then you can go address the big with a mid-level or something else. Then you look at now you're looking at eight, nine guys that are really a part of your, your team to go win. And yep. that's how I'm kind of, that's how I'm seeing it. And I think Shake's totally expendable if you can get a guy like Broderick because he can ball handle. So you yeah. wouldn't really lose a ball handler at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and also depends how Jaden Springer uh, kind of develops this offseason. We'll see him in the, in the yeah. summer league in, in a few weeks, and he can that's definitely true. take on that role. Yeah, that's true, too. No, they're going to have to take a look at him. So, Yeah. yeah. And, and and he plus, was, if, you can, if you want to bolster your six-man role, again, if you seem to find the salary for it, Terrence Ross for the seconds. If you want to bolster your six man, it's doable. It is out there uh, for not that hefty of a price. So, um, yeah, we can. It's 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 definitely possible to do this. So, either way, man, drafting or trading, it's going to be really interesting, exciting next few days and next couple of weeks. But we should see something soon. If we didn't, then we just means we couldn't couldn't find it. Yeah, I read an article earlier that, that I mean, you're going to see a lot of movement on draft tonight, per usual. Like you, you see every every draft, but you're going to see it a lot this this year. Um, and based on the rumors that we're seeing, I'm, I'm, I, it seems like it's going to be like that way. They like got the John Collins and Sacramento one. I saw that one yesterday. There's, there's a lot of things happening right now. Yep, so. a lot of, a lot of talks being had. Uh, I guess we'll see. Um, all right, guys, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we discuss the aftermath of the NBA draft on Thursday night. So, oh boy, get a popping. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 